the devil will use your addictions. Um, even the ones that may seem so innocent, he will use your addictions as bait to get you, you know, to manipulate you and to deceive you into disobeying God. This is what he does. And for some of us, we are addicted to praise from other people. And he's using this as bait. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emanuel Hecke. Welcome to episode 103. Hope you guys have made it. Ah, oh, my goodness. I hope you guys have had an amazing last week. I say that like every week. I don't know why I fumbled it this time. Um, hope you guys had an amazing last week. Um, you know, life has definitely been challenging for myself. I can say that. I'm sure it's been challenging for a lot of people listening. But um, thank God that he's brought us into a new week. Or whatever um, day that you're watching this, I hope that God is blessing you in it. Um, and, and yeah, you know, I will say this, you know, things have sometimes it's really hard to see the faithfulness of God. Um, but just remember that he's faithful even when you're not. Um, and he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Um, and God is not a liar. You know, he wasn't a liar when he said that. He's never been a liar. He's not going to start lying to you now. So uh, please, 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 please. This is what faith looks like for anybody who's in that spot right now, because I am. Um, this is what faith looks like. It looks like when you can't see God, right? When you can't feel God, knowing that he's still there and just trusting in the fact that his love for you has not waxed cold. Like he still, he still loves you the same. And um, today I wanted to talk about, you know, not that, but something that I think is really important, something that's been placed on my heart. And um, it may come off weird to some people. And I just pray. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray right now because I, I really want people to be able to listen to what I'm saying, to hear what I'm saying, because it's really is it's a sensitive topic and it can easily be misconstrued to make it sound like I've said what I'm not saying. So I'm just going to pray. Um, Father God, I, I thank you, Lord, for this episode. I thank you for this message that you put on my heart, Father God, and I pray that you use me to say nothing more or less than what you want me to say, Father God. And for everybody that is hearing, Lord Jesus, everybody that is listening, Father God, open their eyes that they might see, open their ears that they might hear, Father God, and let everything be done for your glory in this um, episode and help us with understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are a part of a generation of young people, and I think that our generation are facing specific issues. You know, I don't I don't know if it's exclusive to our generation because I haven't been around in other generations, but I, I can say that it seems like our generation is further from God than last generation. And I think that we live in a very sensitive and woke society, and maybe this isn't the case around the entire world. You know, I recognize that this audience, our community is not just in America, but from what I've seen in America and maybe other people in different countries can attest to this is that we're living in a very woke and sensitive society. Right. And before I go any further, I'm going to tell you this. There's many, many, many great things that come from this. And I must affirm that in where our you know, tolerance is smaller for things that were once status quo and were unfair and were unjust and we're calling it out. You know, we're calling for accountability. We're calling for changes. And, and that's amazing. I'm clapping to that. I'm affirming that. That's amazing. I approve of that. Um, but I'd be remiss to not also point out that there are a lot of things wrong 
Um, and there are a lot of things that are very weird. And ultimately, I see that in our generation, there's a line being drawn. Um, and the line is separating good and evil. You know, like we as a generation are, are drawing this line. And on some side, we're saying that these things are good. These are good people. On the other side is these things are evil. These are the bad guys. These are evil people. And in hindsight, you might think, I don't know if hindsight is the right word, whatever. I say it anyways. But like in the general scope of things, you might see that like this is a good thing. You know, we're spotting, we're differentiating between good and evil. We're stratifying everything. We're making sure that we know what's good. We know what's evil. But the problem is that I feel like our young generation has put Christianity on the evil side. Um, we've put that, we put Christianity in the evil bin, and there's many reasons as to why this happens. Um, I think that, you know, one, it has to do with a lot of the sin that professing Christians have done throughout history. Um, and people then use that to generalize all of Christianity. And I think that that's so unjust, but people do it. They use that to just to, to generalize all of Christianity to be bad and all Christians to be bad and so on. Um, but then it's also has to do with the world simply turning their back on God. It has to do with a rising generation of people who just want to serve themselves. Um, and ultimately, Christianity goes against this. It goes against what they want. And because Christianity is put on this evil side of of this you know polarity of this dynamic it creates a, a big issue for some christians right and particularly the christians that have always been addicted to praise from other people um this is something that has affected me in some way and i'm sure that it's affected almost every christian um and some more than others for us who have been addicted to praise and the point i want to really hit home in this entire podcast is that the devil will use your addictions, um, even the ones that may seem so innocent. He will use your addictions as bait to get you, you know, to manipulate you and to deceive you into disobeying God. This is what he does. And for some of us, we are addicted to praise from other people. And he's using this as bait. Ultimately, when I look out into the world in the Christian community and even outside of the Christian community, I feel like there's a new drug crisis. And this is not a physical drug like opioid or crack, or whatever it might be. This drug is praise. We love praise. We love the compliments. We love the affirmations. We love everybody loving us. We like when people like us. But the problem, you know, how that creates a problem for Christianity is that when we look out into the world, what the world is starting to like more and more are things that we have known to be sin our entire lives. The different activities that they do, the different lifestyles that they live. The different spiritual practices that they practice. And now for us that are addicted to praise from other people. We're being we're being pressured into following the praise because we, we always wanted the praise but if we follow the praise, we ultimately end up conforming and we end up participating. And when you see this falling away world drawing this line between good and evil and putting Christianity on the evil side, there are two main extreme reactions that I see out in the world. The first reaction is those Christians who say, you know what, um, we're going to condemn. And they go to the extent of you know, condemning other people, harming other people, oppressing other people. And let me tell you right now, my point of this episode is not to praise those people. 
in fact, I'm condemning, not condemning, but I, I'm, I'm condemning those actions now. This is wrong. This is a wrong response. It's a wrong response to condemn people who are falling away. It's a wrong response to tell them that they're going to hell. It's a wrong response to be a jerk to these people. And it's a lot of us that are like that, right? Or some of us that say that we're Christian, but are, you know, probably just professing it, that are like that. And that is a problem. That is against the word of God. And I'm going to talk about that. That's for another. I mean, I talked about it in like the conservative Christianity um, episode, but, you know, I probably, you know, go deeper in that in another episode. But I really wanted to hit home the second extreme response to this. And I feel like this one, you know, it might be more prevalent um, in our generation, um, especially in the black community as well, um, where it's your your response to this line being drawn between good and evil is to conform. Um, many of us are addicted to the great jobs. We're addicted to the, you're the best. We're addicted to the, oh, I love you, or you're an amazing person. You know, and, and, and the issue with this is that, you know, as the world moves further from God, the criteria to get these, oh, you're an amazing person, also moves further from God as well. Because now these people who are addicted to praise, these Christians that are addicted to praise from people in the world, because they want this praise, they're going against the word of God. Even, you know, there's there's a comment, just Angie, shout out to just Angie, like she commented on Instagram and she says some people would rather criticize scripture to avoid being criticized by society. And I could not like that comment fast enough and i could not agree with it more because it's just really what we see today these people these christians that are so so addicted to praise from other people so addicted to seeing being being seen as good by other people they're moving along with the criteria of what good is that the world has come up with but the thing is this criteria is moving further and further from god so now you see these group of people they're speaking different they're dressing different they're saying that certain things are not a sin that the Bible has always said and clearly says and continues to say that is a sin. They're now conforming to ideas that are not of God and they're also starting to practice spiritual practices that have been deemed witchcraft and idolatry before half the people that they know started doing it. All the people that they know started doing it. It's always been this. It's always been this way. God has always said these things. But because we are more concerned with being seen as a good person to the world than actually following the will of God, we try to turn our back on the will of God and even criticize the word of God in order to be seen as a good person by the world. And I'm not trying to like, you know, condemn you. I'm not trying to like hurt your feelings or nothing like that. But I, I just really want you to understand that, yo, like I understand that a lot of these people think that they're doing the right thing. <sighs> but this is not it, yo. Like it's not it. And that's the problem with being unproblematic. Because we children of God who are supposed to proclaim truth with love, proclaim truth. Now we sit down and we shut up. Even some of us go as far to participate in it as, as well. We don't want to be problematic because we want we want to be we don't want to make people angry and we don't we don't want to make people we we don't want to make people uncomfortable. And can I say this? Hold on. Where's my Bible at? Whatever. 
y'all gonna see my study Bible. This this thing right here, yeah. And you know, a lot of people may not like how I say this, but I'm gonna say it anyways. This word of God is not hateful. This word of God does not hate women. It doesn't hate gay people. It doesn't hate trans people. It doesn't hate black people. And if you think that, if you think that, you simply have heard wrong. You simply have been taught incorrectly. As the word of God says, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. It's ignorance. Even some of us Christians when we hear these things, we don't even know what to say because, because we don't actually study the word of God ourselves to actually know what God is saying. Salvation is not about doing whatever you want to do and following your heart. It's about following Jesus. It's about following the will of God. It's about denying yourself. It's about accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But so many of us are even going against that. Oh, follow your heart. Oh, well, whatever anybody wants to do. Oh, well, you know, hey, you know, whatever your heart wants to do, even though the heart is deceitful above all things. What do you mean? You're a child of God. Come on. Come on. Come on, man. And because you don't want to make people uncomfortable, you don't want to make them feel some type of way. What you end up doing is. You start hiding your light. You start hiding your light because it's too bright for others and they want to stay asleep. We all love the song. Even people who aren't Christian love the song. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know where that's from? That's from scripture. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14 to to, to 16 says, ye are the light of the world. A city, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but a can but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that ye may that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We are the light of the world. We are called to represent the goodness, the character, and the truth of God. But so many of us compromise these things just so we could continue to fit in and people can clap for us and like us. But you know the thing about light, and I love that that Jesus used this analogy of light because light is goodness, right? It's the goodness, it's the character, it's the truth of God, and we're supposed to let that light shine. But the thing about light is that it also disrupts and it contrasts. What does it disrupt and what does it contrast? It disrupts and it contrasts, it contrasts darkness. But so many of us are too scared to be disruptive because we think it's rude. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The good works. What is good in the Bible is not the same thing as what the, what the world calls good. I tell you that much. But even some people don't understand that, that they think that they're good, but they're walking in darkness. And that's why we got to let our light shine so people can know where they're going. So people can see what's right and what's wrong, but we don't do that no more. We just shut up and I don't want to be problematic or I don't I don't want to be persecuted. Let's not forget one of the soils in Mark chapter four that it talks about are people who receive the word of God. And because of the persecution for the for the word's sake. They don't produce fruit. I didn't even put that on here, but go read Mark chapter four. Go read the different soils. That's one of the soils. 
people who receive the word of God. And then what happened? They, they didn't produce any fruit. Why? Because they couldn't withhold. They got offended with the persecution. Man, everybody wants to be unproblematic. Read, Apostle, read the life of Apostle Paul and tell me if he's unproblematic. Read the life of the apostles. Read the life of the read, read Acts. Read the life of the apostles and tell me if they were living a life that wasn't disruptive. They had to live a life of disruptive. That's why they were thrown into prison. They stand in trial so many times. I'm telling you, man, choose this day who you will serve. It's really just a remake of what happened in Joshua chapter 24. And of course, I'm going to read it. Starting at verse 14. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Joshua addressing the Israelites. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye shall whom ye will serve. Whether the gods which your fathers served and were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I'm asking you, just like Joshua was asking thousands of years ago, choose this day who you will serve. So many of us stand or are, are sitting on the fence between the world and between God and between the truth of the word of God and in between just trying to be liked by the world. And I'm telling you that fence is being shaken, not just by Christians, but even by the world where they're asking you, choose this day. What, what side are you going to be on? Because they're putting Christianity on the evil side. That's the side. They're putting Christianity in, in the column of things that we hate. But you're so addicted to being liked. And that's what you're holding on to. And even I would say that's, that, that's, that's really idolatry, man. You're worshiping yourself and you're worshiping your own self-image. Choose you this day who you're going to serve. Is it the praise? Is, is it yourself? Is it peace with the world or is it God Almighty? I'm going to tell you this like that. Hey, man, you might not hear this a lot, but Jesus is still coming back very soon. I don't know when. Like a thief in the night, he's coming back and that lukewarmness is not going to cut it. I'm sorry. I, don't, I, didn't, I didn't make this stuff up. The lukewarmness is not going to cut it. I'm sorry. And mind you, as I was saying before, there's two responses to to this world division of between like, you know, Christianity being on the evil side and everything else being on the good side. You know, where it's like some people use that to condemn and other people use it to conform and or they re react by condemning other people react by conforming. I don't this point of this podcast episode is not to get you to now go be a jerk. But it's when you feel that conviction that I need to say something, you don't hide behind whatever and act like you're not a Christian. Act like you don't know what the word of God says about what, you know, about anything. Just because you want to save face. And. First John chapter two, verse 15 to 17 says. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, excuse me, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, 
but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. This is, this is not to say hate the people of the world, but the ways of the world. The spiritual systems that are adversaries to God. We're not supposed to align ourselves with these things. And the word of God goes as far to say if you love these things, that you do, you do not love the Father. And the Father is not in you. Man. I understand that you want to be liked because of your own insecurities. I understand that you want to be liked because, you know what I'm saying? And it's some of you guys that it's not about, you know, being liked, but it's about, oh, you think that one way is right and the other way is wrong. But please, if that's what you think, at I-H-E-K-E underscore, that is my Instagram, DM me and ask, ask away because we need to know the word of God. And there's a lot of questions that people might have at I-H-E-K-E underscore DM me personally, DM me because we need to get to the bottom of this. Um, That's all I got. So let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this podcast episode. Thank you so much for this message. Father, I pray, Lord, that it does not miss anyone, Father God. That everybody needs to hear this, hears this, Father God, and that um, the Holy Spirit convict us, Father God, to walk in a path that, that honors you, Father. Father God, and the path that honors you, Father God, is not going to be the one that makes us the most famous sometimes. It's not going to be the one that makes us famous but infamous, Father. It's going to be the one that, that, that makes people hate us sometimes. But God, help our commitment to you outweigh any type of commitment we have to our own pride or commitment we have to our own ego or commitment to our, we have to our addiction of praise from other people, Father. God, help us, Lord, to follow you, to follow you, Father God, not, not the ways of the world. Help us to speak truth with love, but to also recognize that this light that you've given us is, yes, we are exemplifying love and your character and your truth and your goodness, but we are also disrupting darkness, Father. That's just the reality of it. We're disrupting. Father, some of us are not living disruptive lives. Some of us don't want to be problematic, oh God, and I pray that you have mercy on us for those times, Father God, where you wanted us to speak up and we did not. I am guilty of it myself. Quicken our spirits and help us to move with fearlessness and without hesitation, all to your glory and help us to move in knowledge as well. To learn, to study your word, to know what it truly says, that we don't, that we don't get shaken by every doctrine that arises in opposition to you. Father, let your name be glorified in the life of your children. And Father, I'm praying for those that aren't believers, oh God. Father, remove any blindness from their eyes. Help them to see. Any deafness from their ears, help them to hear, oh God. They might see you and experience you in a way that they never have. And know that you are God and that you are light and there is no darkness in you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. I love you guys. Hope you guys have an amazing week. We'll be back here, episode 104, next week. Um, Take care. Peace.